Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Welcome back for another episode of the Vitamin C's podcast, proud part of the CLNS Media Network. I'm your host, Tim Shields, and I am joined by my co-host and bro, Wayne Breezy Brown. Today was going to probably be a little bit better uh, if we you know, had some hashed out plans of talking about the next series and all that jazz, but instead we have to sit here and talk about a Game 5 uh, collapse, for lack of a better term. Uh, I think we all sort of thought that the Celtics would take care of business. And until probably the last six minutes, I think everyone thought that they would. Had about a 10-minute, 10-point lead around six minutes, I think. Um, So before we hop into the nitty-gritty of the ugly details of Game 5, Wayne, how are we holding up today? (laughs) Today I did my, I was doing my best rendition of staying away from NBA and just focusing on the NFL draft that's coming up because everything that uh, I would spew out of my mouth <laughs> would be somewhat defensive of the Celtics, but then I would I would be going ham right now because I watched the team implode, and it was one of those classic scenarios that we've talked about all season since we started doing the vitamin C's together how they play down to their competition. And I'm not going to discredit what the Atlanta Hawks were doing to Jason Tatum. They kind of like were disrupting him and not allowing him to get into any type of a groove whatsoever. But the thing that pissed me off more about Tatum was the simple fact that he could have easily got to the basket whenever he wanted. And he's been doing it all season, all series, and they have not been able to stop it. And the moment we do that, like the moment we attack, it just changes the game plan. Now, I will say that the Atlanta Hawks came out. Uh, they were playing with house money. They were playing with nothing to lose. They were ready to go home. And they were taking some ridiculous shots, bro. I mean, they were the the last shot of the game. I mean, people were... Are, That's true. Are, this is, but people That's were getting true. upset 
on Jalen about Jalen Brown on the defense on that play, and I'm like, no, they slacked off, and then Marcus Smart was too late to help too. Like, you, bro, well, the how did you, is, how do you defend that? He took the shot from ninety five thousand four hundred and fifty feet from the rim. It was just it was, hey, in his defense, it was like you know like a half a foot away from the logo, so it's <laughs> that's, that's I, what I'm saying. It was a far three, <laughs> and you know what was so this is what's so funny, Tim. I was I was going to tweet this. I promise I had it queued up because we had took the one point lead and I said I was going to tweet if we lose this game because of a Trey Young 3, I'm okay because I know it's going to happen. Like I I and it freaking happened, bro. Like it literally I, I was trying to psych myself up that reverse psychology, get myself ready. He's not going to hit a 3 that deep. You know what I mean? And he did it. That junk hurt, bro. That junk hurt. It's rough, right? Because I feel like overall, now you're going to have to deal with going to Atlanta. I think the Celtics will probably have some newfound. I think they're going to play angry on Thursday. I would hope that they would. Um, They put themselves in that kind of position. And I think think overall, when you look at the night, like Jason Tatum's performance was really underwhelming. I mean, 1 of 10 from 3? By the looks of it, yeah, one of ten. I thought it was one of eleven, but apparently one of ten. Either way, you're taking ten three pointers, man, and you hit one of them. And he was two of two from the line, so he was not attacking the basket. I don't know if this was just not wanting to be aggressive and assert your dominance in a game like this, or he felt like that he didn't need to, or they could go into cruise control. But they had. You know, a subpar performance from three-point range, 12 of 38. Meanwhile, the Hawks went 19 of 41, so that looks more like a Celtic stat line of, you know, 40-plus three-pointers. But you you take care of the ball for most of the game, and you put yourself in a position to succeed, and then you take your foot off the accelerator. Um, in the last five minutes, I think we saw that there were four turnovers, five turnovers, five turnovers, five turnovers in that fourth quarter, and four of them came in the last like five twenty-five of the fourth. Um, and they were was, silly fouls, illegal screens. Well, just just like dumb turnovers that could have been avoided. And just if you're executing at the level that you need to, you don't have to worry about these kind of things. You know, it just it, it's crazy to me. Um, Hawks ripped off a twelve to nothing run between the five twenty-four and two forty-two mark of the fourth quarter, which cut the score to one eleven apiece. So that's how they tied it was going on a twelve oh run. They got outscored um twenty to eight, I think in the last I think it was the last five twenty five, yeah, wasn't it? The last five twenty five they got outscored twenty to eight. And we talked about this before. The only eight points in that five twenty five stretch, four <laughs> from Derek White and four, four from for Rob Williams. Williams. And Jason Tatum in that fourth quarter, one or two from the field, like no, like no shot attempts. The only person I felt like that was trying consistently the entire night outside of guys like Derek White and to a degree Rob was Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown played the full fourth quarter. He played a full 12 minutes and you can get on him about the three point shot. Okay, fine. I get it. You can't slack off a defense if you're going to play on ball. If anything, Marcus Smart should have been there. Marcus Smart should have been on the ball. They knew what was coming. They knew what was coming. They knew it was going to be Trey. You know he's going to pull from deep. That should have been Marcus's call. I agree. It's the only reason why he should have been out there. 
Because in my mind, like, if you're going to put him out there, he needs to be out there to play defense. But that lineup that they had there, their standard lineup of uh, Rob, Brown, Tatum, uh, Al, and Smart, we were looking at, let's see. Yeah, for the that lineup played the minute 38 to, or hang on, I think they played the last possession. Yeah, so like the last 30 seconds, I think the, the, the last run of the game, they were out there and it just – it wasn't working. Like you, you keep closing with smart. And I think that you need to put Derek white in those positions. Um, Cause smart had a couple ugly turnovers where it was, he just did nothing in that fourth quarter. That was really helping you. Um, like a, like a net zero pretty much on the He's night there. Minus 12. Look, I, it's, <sighs> just, it's so, it's so tough, man. Right. It's so tough. Mm-hmm. Cause we're talking about a loss and I think it was just more about how they lost. Like they just, the energy from the beginning. All right, so the beginning of the game, you knew Atlanta was coming out shooting. You know, they were going to take their shot. They were going to shoot, and they did not stop. Like, that was the thing. I mean, they had 41 uh, three-point attempts, right? And so they, they were coming out shooting. I mean, whether you it didn't matter who it was. They were going to take some shots. And I'm going to say, like, some of them were miraculous like deep, they were deep. When I, when when they're that deep, they're miraculous to me. Like their luck, kind of luck to go in. I mean, but there were a lot of uncontested threes that we were giving up, and I was like, why would you leave this guy wide open? Why are we not rotating on defense? Why is there two people here and nobody here, and it's just a wide open three? They're gonna shoot. If they miss, it's all good. But when they don't miss. It's just putting more pressure on how you're going to have to keep up the score. And literally, it was just a, a, a war. It was going back and forth for, for the while. The Celtics were in control of this game up until the last whatever minutes in the fourth quarter. Like, it, 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 I just don't understand. I don't understand why they just decided to just give up, like, literally, and do silly things. Like, silly, the silly turnovers is what gave, to me, the Atlanta Hawks the juju and the more opportunities. You talked about the Celtics being mean and mad and going into Atlanta. Yeah, they're going to get a mean, mad person back, too. His name is DeJounte Murray, and he's a little pissed off. He got suspended in the first place. He ain't going to give up the it's ghost like that. It's his own fault. It's his own fault. That's the it, funny thing is he puts out a video like, oh, like, ooh. Like, I've like, seen it. It's your own fault. It's his like, own fault, but that's conversation about. But it? my point is that that's going to give him energy. That's going to give him something to play hard about. That's all I'm trying to say. Like he was dumb. He did something silly, and he definitely deserved to be reprimanded for it. But at this point, they're going to be at home now. The Celtics have to travel to Atlanta, and they have to go into a hostile environment on a team again that really isn't playing for anything other than to keep their chances alive. And we shouldn't even be into Game Six with the Atlanta Hawks. That's why everybody's making a mockery of the Celtics. Like, we shouldn't even be here. I'm happy that we have another opportunity, but this should have been over a long time ago. Yeah, and I think this is where you look at the whole conversation about rest and trying to get through these series so you can keep fresh legs. I, I'll i be honest, once it gets, you know, if, if and when they go through this series and they move on, I don't want to hear a single comment about someone being freaking tired. Oh, we're gassed up. Maybe you wouldn't have been gassed if you closed out the series like you were supposed to. Like, I hate this thing. And this is the issue that I have is it's going to – it opens up the opportunity for injuries, and I hate that. Like this was avoidable. This whole situation was avoidable. You just need to close out the game. But this is – this should not come as a surprise that they that they blew that. It shouldn't. 
because issue. this is something that they've done in the past and they continue to make the same mistake over and over and over again. Bingo. I don't know why Blake Griffin got minutes over Grant Williams. Grant Williams. That was I, dumb. Like there's just certain things that I'm like, they keep happening. And I'm like, are we changing anything? Like what, what are we doing here, man? I, I told you why I didn't want to see certain teams. And I told you that the main reason why like the Miami heat is because of experienced coaching. And so mm. at some point it comes down to the coach making the right decisions. I think everything that happens on the basketball court happens because of the players, but the coach's job is to manage and put players in the proper positions. And like, it was good to see Blake Griffin get in the moment he gets in, he gets a foul. <laughs> and then it's <laughs> like they shoot free throws or something like it. It was just such a weird vibe. And it just seemed like the Celtics weren't playing to win. They were playing mm-hmm. not to lose and yep. they end up losing. Yeah. And that's what happens when you play like passive. I think that's the one way that I would describe it is that it was passive. And for the guy who continually talks about coming into a game with the right energy and wanting to start off right. And, oh, I didn't come in with the right energy and X, Y, and Z. Jason Tatum played an incredibly passive game, like an incredibly passive game. Like you look at him and Brown and between those two like you know who was bringing the effort who cared who wanted to close it out it's night and day and it's frustrating because if tatum is at least like 50 percent more aggressive in getting to the basket or at least trying to the free throw differential is going to be different like they need to attack the pain that's like you need to be able to do that and the three-point shooting needs to be there too in order to soften up the hawks interior defense but I don't want a game where Jason Tatum is taking 10 threes. I'd rather have those threes dispersed amongst everybody else so he can go ahead and work in the paint because who's going to get a foul call? Who's going to get a foul call in that situation? I know Jason Tatum doesn't get a favorable whistle, but compared to some of the other guys in the Celtics, it's far more likely that Tatum's going to get those calls if he goes through, initiates the contact, and plays through it. He needs to be aggressive. And I don't know if it's just – being tired or being sore or something like that. But like, man, you, you need to step up in these moments and it can't always, and he, they talk about this too, where it's like, you get the praise, you, you get the praise when things go right. And you, you have to take your share of the blame pie when things go wrong. Absolutely. This is one of those situations. You can't be passive in a game where you need to close it out. Now the 76ers got even more time to get Joel and beat healthy. Mind you, I don't think it matters how much time he's going to get off. I still think he's going to be rough around the edges, to say the least. But he you, is, and we might not even play them, Tim. Like the way the series and stuff is is, is working itself out. Yeah. Like my my point is, win the damn games that you're supposed to win. Like like yeah. at the end of the day, like take care of the Hawks and deal with worry the about next the seventy sixers down the line. <laughs> yeah, whoever yeah. it is. Like right, what the Celtics will do though is have home court advantage if the Bucks lose, so they would get that. Yeah, and I that's that's the good thing looking at that series. And I think the one frustrating thing is you look at the other playoff series going on right now, all of them have wrapped up. All of them were like either sweeps, like the Nets series was a 4-0 sweep by the 76ers, and then everything else has been 4-1. Uh, Clippers got closed out last night uh, against the Suns. Then you also had uh, Nuggets closed out Timberwolves, so that series is over. And then what else? You've got one other series besides that. I might, I feel like I'm forgetting something. Um, you got but the. You said the Bucks in the, in the Heat. 
And yeah, you got Bucks the Knicks heat. and the Cavs. Yep. And, yeah, and they can they have a chance. Heck, I mean, by the time this pod comes out, we'll know whether or not those series are going to wrap up. <laughs> and and that's the thing too is, is like that's why I'm thinking I'm like, what series are still have to go on? I'm like, you've got Cavs, Knicks playing tonight, you where Cavs are on the ropes. You've got uh, Lakers are up on the Grizzlies, three uh, one. Yeah. So that that game five happens uh, by the time this episode releases tomorrow, uh, we'll have an answer in that series too, and that. Again, this is an example of these injuries. The one thing I will say is compared to all these other series that are going on, the Celtics-Hawks series is probably the most balanced because both teams are healthy. None of these other playoff games outside of even even the 76ers to a degree. But, I mean, I almost don't count that because the Nets are so – so I think they – honestly, in my opinion, I don't think the Nets should have been in the playoffs. If it weren't yeah. for the fact that the KD Kyrie, like when they were like really, really running things and they were right behind the Celtics, like they had that crazy burst and they were like right there and then they blew everything up. If it weren't for that, I don't think they would have been in the playoff picture at all. I think they would have slipped out. Yeah, they would have slipped out. I mean, like you, you had plenty of other teams that were definitely looking to rise. I mean, Toronto could have took that spot. I mean, there's just so many different teams, yeah. you know, that probably Chicago, like there were just different teams that I felt like could have been in the playoffs over the net, uh, the nets and giving it just like a little bit better, you know, TV time for, for us to watch some, some good basketball. But, you know, with the 76ers, the nets just weren't matched up for that particular series. They wouldn't have been matched up pretty much for anyone. They would, they were young and they probably probably would have ran with the Celtics because we 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 struggle with speed and youth and things like that uh but I, this is why I always say you need one of those just good damn solid bigs that can just do some things and this is what that's the effect of uh Joel Embiid but like you said look the Celtics have the Celtics just have to figure out a way to take care of business on the road uh and they have to get this win. I don't want this to go to seven games. If they do lose, though, Tim, they do have one more opportunity, which I'm not saying that they will. But if that happens, uh, they will have another opportunity to close this out at home uh, for the fans. And so it's it's just unfortunate that they couldn't get it done last night. I, they And they had it like they, they were losing at the end of the first by one point and then they took over and they just couldn't build a big enough lead, you know, for a team to make like a little comeback. And we should have known that the Atlanta Hawks were just going to come out shooting because they ended game four shooting. Like they just, you know, we were up by like 13, 14, and they just hit a few threes from far away, from a land land far away, and they just were hitting threes. So You just got to bury them. You, you just can't take it from off the accelerator. There it I, is. I'll say this. I think when we talked about the first round series going into the playoffs, when we didn't know who it was going to be, talked about whether or not like a, a good test for this team would be going into a, a harder, more arduous matchup in the first round. So going against a team like Miami, who would be able to push the Celtics buttons and kind of test this team's metal and sort of warm them up for what the rest of the playoffs are. The Hawks might have done that for them because you look at the way that this series is unfolded and some of the, ways that this team has lost games it's come down to doing the things that they have consistently been inconsistent on so rebounding playing with energy playing with pace uh taking your foot off the accelerator slowing down the offense late in games jason tatum chucking too many threes not being physical enough and getting into the paint to score you know watching for dumb turnovers between you know smart and to a degree brown but mainly smart because 
he's a primary ball handler on this team. And then some of that stuff is also on Joe too. Where the hell is Grant Williams? Where's Grant? I, we, we talked what about did he this, do? What did he ep- do? We talked about this a couple of episodes and they gave us a Grant sighting and he played relatively well. And it was a loss, three. but he played well. And yeah. then he just disappeared. And I'm like, buddy, like you can put him out there. He's dependable. The, I hope that they unleash him in game six and I hope he lights it up. I'd Which, love nothing more than and, that. And have like what, 10 threes? There, there go your 10 threes right there from the corner. <laughs> He'll have 30 points. And, and that's the thing. Like, I don't know what was going on in Tatum's head. I don't know if he was just trying to get hot or, or what, but it was just like Tatum, they're not falling and it's okay. It was lazy. It was a lazy game for him from that. Really? That's what you got I, from it? If you're taking if you're taking 10 threes. Oh, that means you game, don't want to do anything else. You okay. don't you well, and you have to look at a bunch of them too. How many of them they weren't like threes that came naturally, right? They yeah. were threes that like he stepped into where it's like, you know, just pull-ups. Yeah. And that, a lot of them were pull-ups. And it's like you're not letting the offense get set. You're not trying to run through any kind of actions. You're not trying to open up any space. You're just pulling up and shooting. And you know what? When those go in, it's great. It's awesome. It's electric. And, it you know, that guy's hot that night, and you're going to keep feeding him. But after how many misses do you say, uh, maybe I should stop chucking? I mean, it, it just it's frustrating. Him it, being incredibly. young, though, is the reason why, to me, mentally, it didn't snap. And him say, you know, this this is where those veterans come in. And, and it probably would have been smart if, if if a guy like Al Horford or even a Marcus Smart would have just said, hey, man, listen, it ain't falling. We could get them inside. Like, that's where your leaders, that's where your veterans need to come in. I'm not saying Tatum's not a leader. He's still young. He's still one of the youngest kids on the team. And so yes. and he knows he's a superstar and everybody in the world knows he's a superstar. And so he's looking to perform like a superstar each and every night. And the three point shot is part of his game. I'm not mad that he shoots threes. I'm just a little upset when he feels like, all right, I took five. I made one. Let me just chill out. Let me become an elite passer. Let me make make let me make the play. Let me get like you said. Let me figure it out a different way how to get involved. And he just didn't want to. I don't know if he was saving energy or whatever. To, to his credit, he did have eight assists on the night. So he was trying to find other ways to impact the game. But but he, he still shot. was taking away from the impact. He could have yeah. had 16 assists, <laughs> right? Or 20 assists. Listen, you let, let, let me just go around down the lineup and just tell you how many shooters we have. All right. Jalen Brown's going to take his threes. Al Horford can shoot. Derek White can shoot. Marcus Smart can hit occasionally threes. Malcolm Brogdon can hit threes. Sam Hauser, if you're going to give him 13 minutes, he can hit threes. All he right. Went two three or four. For five. Yeah. And he went two for four. That's what I'm saying. So let those guys, that's the, he, Sam Hauser's role is to only hit threes. Like just let him take them. Like, let somebody else come in. And again, Joe, I need you to figure out this rotation thing because I get that we beat them bad games one and game two. We struggled the next couple of games. Uh, and now we're we're only up by a game. So, so figure it out. Like, he has to figure out this lineup. Don't get it twisted. I love Blake Griffin. I've always loved Blake Griffin. I love mm-hmm. Blake Griffin ever since he came out of Oklahoma. I'm cool with Blake Griffin. I just don't know if him coming into the game was only to spell minutes from Robert Williams and they were looking for a, a re I don't know, a rebounding type of an energy or somebody yeah. that can possibly draw some type of fouls or whatever. I, I don't know if that was the issue, but 
I think you need Grant. And whatever beef or whatever issue that him and Joe has, they need to squash it because it should only be about the championship. After that, they can fight. They can duke it out. They can grab some joust sticks. They can get boxing gloves. <laughs> they can do whatever they want. But right now, they got to go get that banner. Yeah, and I think being passive is just a way to lose it. I don't understand. I guess the big thing for me is, is I feel like there's more pluses to have Grant on the floor than it is to have Blake on the floor. And I like Blake. Again, Like he's been great, and you can sub him in there now and again to take some pressure off other people. But it, this is a game where you need three-point three shooting. You need to not sacrifice in defense. You need someone with hustle. I just don't know. Maybe they're worried about Grant Williams hijacking the offense or making a couple dumb plays, but like – we make dumb plays, period. We're the yeah, Celtics. like we, we they don't have to worry about it. Tatum took <laughs> Tatum was one of t- okay. So for example, Tatum is one attempt from three in the game, and I keep harping on that because he's eight of twenty-one on the night from the field, which means that he is seven of eleven from everywhere else except the three-point line. So like, buddy, the threes aren't falling. Just attack the basket. Get in your mid-range. Like try and do anything except just chucking. That sounds like deep. a big brain fart. I'm trying Massive. to look, but but here's the thing, Tim. Uh, and I promise you, like, I don't I don't know our players, like, because I didn't grow up with them. I'm, I'm damn, I'm old enough to be their uncle. But here's the funny <laughs> thing, right? I guarantee you they were trying to bury the Hawks. They were trying to bury them with threes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. They were trying to bury them, bro. And and if, if Tatum's shots would have fallen, because don't get it twisted. There's games where he is just on fire. It just wasn't last night. If he hits three threes, if he hits three of those, you know, misses, then it's a completely different ball game, you know? And that's the, that's the thing that's frustrating is, like, you go back and you look at it and you say, well, some of those shots, maybe if I didn't take them, we could have gotten something out of this possession. So it, it's frustrating, but at the end of the day, I there's not too much else I can really take from it. I, I think this was more of just event session of just, like, get ready for game six. Um a game six that you shouldn't have had to have played. And you kind of have to let it sit and simmer. And I'm hoping that it pisses them off. I hope that the Celtics are pissed as we are. And I, I think that they are. I agree with you. I agree with you. I wasn't, I wasn't disagreeing with you when you said that earlier. I think they're going to go in there uh, a lot, a lot upset. Like they're going to be mad. They know that they play down to their competition. And again, this is something they've been doing all season long. And that's why I always get on our coach because I say to myself, coach, you got to fix it. You got to find a way to nip it in the bud. Like you see your team slipping. Your job is to not let them fall off the edge. Right? If my Just team call a slipping, timeout, Joe. Just call it. a timeout. This that's is not it. the time to be like, let them work through it. No, man, if it's slipping, you're, you need to call a timeout so it's, you can reel it in. It's, it's okay to call a timeout, especially yeah. when you have them. You're not going to get attacked unless you run out of timeouts. You can't take them with you. Once the whistles, once the whistle goes off, that's it. For a guy that used the the challenge very early in the game, uh, he could have called the timeout. Just just slow stuff down, like just them to regroup. And that's what timeouts are for. That's what coaches are for. And you know what? Again, guys, this is not us chomping at our head coach. But listen, he's got to be able to take it too. Shoot, everybody's (laughs) got to take constructive criticism. And all we're doing is just trying to put out ways for him to be just a little bit better. I'm not a head coach. I'm not a basketball coach. I'm not any of that. All I know is it's okay to call timeout. You see your guys are slipping. You don't want to lose this game. And bam. And and I said Derek White is the MVP of this series, right? I know I said that. And yeah. it showed 
on the other night, like that foul that he was able to draw, I thought I was praying. I thought they were going to call it a charge. And then they went to review it. I'm like, Lord, please don't let them return, like overturn this or anything like that. He makes his free throws under the clutch. We go up by one and it's just 7.5 seconds left on the clock. It's just way too much time. Right. And so I just felt like Derek white, if he, he, he took too long to get, uh, involved in this game like to me it took him too long to get involved Derek White has to also come out being aggressive as well so aggressive to me Tim from this episode aggression was the key like we just weren't aggressive yeah Jalen Brown was aggressive but the yeah. team wasn't wasn't aggressive even now oh my gosh can we talk about Al Horford how he passed up like layups for attempted threes Ow! You are almost seven. I guess you're seven feet tall. I don't know. You might have shrunk. Six nine, six ten, actually. Whatever. You find a way to score at the rim, bro. You don't gotta pass up for a three. Then we missed the three. Then they run in with numbers and they hit a three. It's just they just, always- they just they just gotta be. They just have to attack the basket. I think this is a way that you gotta attack this team. Because if you're gonna try and get if you, if you turn it into a shootout matchup against a Hawks team that has plenty of three point shooting. You're gonna, you're gonna have a bad time. <laughs> it's what it feels like. I mean, just right. you can't, you can't get into it. Yeah, can't get into a shootout with this team. But only because that, we're just yeah. not built for shootouts. Yeah. We have shooters. Excuse me. We have people that can shoot, but we don't have shooters. Does yeah. that make sense? We got a shooter. We have yeah, and, and and he's but he doesn't shoot enough. How about that? Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> um. So I think that's it. That I all I have for today. I don't know if you have anything else to add, but nah, man, that's pretty much spot on, Tim. I feel, feel like we've aired we've our grievances, <laughs> and we needed it, right? Because you, we saved our stuff for like a show, right? Because I easily yeah. probably sent you four or five lines of frustration. <laughs> I don't think you even responded. It's just like, hey, you want to record today? <laughs> I was just like, hey, how are we feeling, buddy? <laughs> like, hey, bud. <laughs> yeah, I was tight last night, man. Uh, oh, I'll my gosh. You, man. I saw all that and I was just like, oh, God, I don't even want to process this. I know. But we will be back rain or shine after game six. Hopefully we'll have some happier moods. So we, we, we shall We're see. We're winning but... game six. There ain't no hope. <laughs> We win in game six. You can mark it, book it. He's knocking on. I hope that's real wood. That looks probably it's real wood. Not sheetrock. All right. So listen, (laughs) we're we're winning game six. I bet your bottom dollar. All right. All right. Fair enough. Uh, That has been the vitamin C's today. Um, Proud part of the CLNS Media Network. We will catch you next time. Cheers. Peace. Sign up at fanduel.com slash Boston and get in on the action with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet.